you know, it's really the goal for this year is to hit the million ARR. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we're kind of aiming for this like first two quarters is to start, um, you know, working towards that goal. Growth is kind of the North Star right now is how many users can we get on this platform? You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Justin Mitchell. He's the founder and CEO at Yak. He also builds products at SoFriendly.com and runs Newton Mail now. Justin, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a Yak power user. For people that have not used it before, describe how it works. Yeah, so Yak is asynchronous meetings. So the goal with Yak is to have such rich communication throughout the day that you just don't have to have those you know, long, hour-long Zoom meetings throughout the day back-to-back. Uh, you're just communicating over voice through asynchronous voice messages. You can attach your screen, you could do a video, maybe even a selfie vid with your webcam. You're sending that off to your team. You know, the biggest differentiator here is kind of the social graph side of it, right? So instead of this being content that you're creating and you're putting on a help site somewhere or you're sending in an email, you're dumping into your Slack, all the actual communication happens inside of Yak. So it's back and forth. It's conversational. You know, this isn't for creators and viewers. This is just for back and forth between teammates, right? And a lot of times that extends into who you talk to professionally as well, right? Whether that's investors or a contractor that you just hired. It's back and forth. It's voice. It's all recorded. It respects both people's times because I can send it when I'm free and they can listen when they become free. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the long and the short of it. Yep. Um, and so and so help me understand uh, business model. H- how do you guys make money so you can pay more engineers and build product faster? Yeah, so it's you know similar to Slack. So you got a free tier. Um, you know, we really learned early on that a lot of people were using this kind of personally at a professional level. Like I said, a freelancer talking to their clients or a startup founder talking to investors or even a coach or a mentor talking to their students. And that kind of like one to many aspect with one person who's doing the majority of the communication, talking to a lot of people, we definitely allow you to do for free. And that enables things like um, you know, nonprofits and communities to kind of run for free on Yak. Now, as soon as you want to upgrade to a team plan, you get things like our Slack integration, group messaging, uh, better transcription insights, where you actually pull out action items and to-dos from the transcription. All of that stuff's on the paid plan. And mm-hmm. we've got standard annual and monthly. You know, we started out with like three different plans and that was just confusing. When was that? Really what, year, what year was that? When did you launch? 
Uh, so we officially launched in uh, 2019, but mm-hmm. uh, the app was actually built November of 2018 as kind of a free hackathon project. Mm-hmm. Uh, put it out there and the reaction was really good. And so we decided to spin it off as its own venture-backed startup. So before we get to some of the backstory and how you got to where you are, so so today, just your paid cohort, what are folks paying on average per month to use that those extra features? Yeah, so annually you're paying $3 a user, monthly you're paying $5 a user. And you know, average team size is somewhere between like eight and ten, upwards to maybe forty-five, depending on kind of like the use case. So we have mm-hmm. a couple of VCs that are actually using it to talk to all of their portfolio companies, and those are like forty-five, fifty people in those teams. Yep. Okay. Interesting. So now let's go back to the backstory. So you you did this at a hackathon. You get it going. How did you get your first hundred free users using this thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I talk about this a lot. It's one of my favorite stories of Yak's kind of genesis is writing coattails of somebody else's marketing efforts. Uh, I've always been really big on not putting money into ads, um, finding creative other ways to find users. And for us, that meant, you know, utilizing product hunts, existing audience, you know, the startups, it's makers, it's designers, developers, it's exactly who we were trying to target. So from a audience perspective, it worked out really great for us. Uh, So we submitted this to the hackathon specifically with the explicit idea of we will win the hackathon because we're really good builders. We know how to make something that looks good. Um, And once we do, that will be free press for our design agency, So Friendly, which was really the idea at the time was let's get, you know, use this as a marketing funnel, um, you know, get featured by them and then people will come in and find out who built it and they'll hire us. That was kind of the idea. Uh, So yeah, we really just kind of leveraged their audience. They put us in their newsletter. They put us on their Medium blog. They tweeted about us, put us on their Facebook. And then we won the hackathons. We were on the homepage of their website. And all of that resulted in thousands of people coming into the funnel for free. We didn't have to pay for any of that. You know, we paid, I don't know, I guess contractors and a couple of developers on our own team for like four days of work to actually build the product out. Mm -hmm. But we didn't have to pay for any of this like newsletter sponsorship. We were just featured for free because we did a good job. And by doing a good job in their hackathon, we were obviously promoting their brand. And Justin, when did you time. when did you post this on Product Hunt for the first time? Yak. Yeah, so the uh, Makers Festival was Thanksgiving 2018, so it was like November 28th. Why can't frame. I find it when I go to your profile and I look at what you've made? It's I can't. There's nothing listed. Was it a different name? No. Uh, so the original <clears throat> one was going all the way down. You might find yelling across cubicles, which was what Yak actually stands for. Oh, interesting. Okay, I can't. Oh, yelling across cubicle. Oh, that's hysterical. I didn't know that. Okay, so you posted this back in <laughs> yeah. December of 2018. You got 429 upvotes. Um, how many? How much? Do you remember how much like website traffic? How many signups this drove? Yeah. So I mean, that resulted in probably um, a thousand signups, um, downloads. Really, you know, let's translate it into downloads. Um, you know, I think we probably had at peak maybe like 500 people using the app on the kind of a weekly basis. I mean, admittedly, at this part. It was not that great, right? It was definitely a hackathon project. So I was surprised that many people actually got it up and running. And a lot of them were in like weird industries we didn't expect either, like Roche Healthcare, like kind of an enterprise healthcare company, not a um, fun, you know, remote first startup. Um, so yeah, they just found out about it through Product Hunt, downloaded the app, and started using it in their team. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward, you just pu- published uh, uh, in March of 2020, an updated version. That's Yak. It's beautiful. Number two product of the day, 758 upvotes. Was this as successful as the first one on driving you new users and customers? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the every time we post, it's been really you know good. We've had um, a pretty good rubric for success in terms of like how we do a product launch. Um, and you know, the upvotes never translates one to one with um, what you see traffic wise to the site. 
Um, so what you know, did you see in May 2020? Years. How many hits did you get when you posted it? Yeah, so we typically see on like a launch day around 2,500, um, you know, visits to the site. It translates into, you know, probably, I don't know, 500 some odd users coming in. When we launched in March, we had 900 new teams sign up that week. Mm-hmm. So can't tell you what we did launch day, but that week we had 900 new teams. And those are teams, right? So those consist of typically three to five people on the low end. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a big launch for us, for sure. Definitely boosted our numbers up. Yep. Okay. So then then fast forward today. I mean, what do you guys track more? Number of teams or number of seats in the teams? Yeah. So really, we're trying to look at growth in a team. So we want to see a team start out with three, four people, you know, expand out to five, seven, you know, eight people, and then move up to maybe that 15 number, which we think is a good sweet spot for kind of like a larger team. Um, and we're really, that's kind of our focus in Q1 of this next year is going to be going into existing teams and saying, what features are you missing? Or why aren't you onboarding more people? How can we help you get more people? Because we already have really kind of the mass adoption from multiple companies. We want to see those existing teams grow. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, that means that that results in, hey, you hit a peak or you hit a usage um, you know, top out where now you need to upgrade and pay as well. So instead of doing like cold call sales and trying to reach new companies, we're really trying to go into the existing teams that are using the product saying, Hey, how do we scale this? Oh, we didn't even know that group messaging existed. Oh, we didn't even know a Slack, you know, bot was an option. And so now that we have these features, we're going to go back out to them and say, great. So upgrade to the team's plan. We'll activate that Slack integration for you. Mm -hmm. So how many active teams you have today and how do you define active? Yeah, so active we define as basically an every other day usage because okay. it's a meeting tool, right? And so we don't necessarily always see daily usage out of each team, especially dipping around like weekends, right? So we're typically looking at like weekly active users. So you're looking at about like um, ten thousand, you know, people that are on the platform. Um, you're looking at probably like three hundred teams. Yep, yep, that's great. So three hundred teams where at least one person on their team have uses it every other day, right? Got it. And there are 10,000 people across the center teams that do use it every other day. Right. So we're looking at, you know, registrations every day. You know, we're increasing on a regular basis, but we have hundreds of people that are registering, um, you know, kind of on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Now, of those 300 teams that you define as active, how successful have you been at converting them to paid, making them hit those limits and actually pull out the credit card? Absolutely awful, but it's <laughs> also not a you know priority for us right now. What's um, awful? Fact, like, wh- why so do you say awful? We don't actually enforce a paywall. So okay. we say we have a paywall, but we don't actually enforce any of it. So it'll say, like, upgrade to get the desktop app. But you can technically still download the desktop app without upgrading. It mm-hmm. says upgrade to get, you know, group messaging. You can just create groups. We don't actually block any of that functionality. You know, a big part of our story has always been... Um, really, really tight iteration cycles with our users. Mm-hmm. Hey, like, what do you like? What do you not like? How did this make you feel? How did it not make you feel, right? And so a lot of the pricing is there just so we can get gut reactions. Did someone upgrade immediately when they saw it? Or did they upgrade later? And then ask them like, hey, so why did you upgrade? And a lot of times it'll be, oh, I upgraded for the Slack integration. And that way yeah. we know, okay, that's a mainstay. That's going to stay on the pricing page because that was a reason someone upgraded. If nobody ever upgrades for some specific reason, I'll just put it on the free plan because clearly that's not a, a reason to upgrade. Um, and so a lot of what we're doing is really just experimentation. Um, I love seeing more users in the platform. So we're not forcing paid plans right now because it's really all about kind of iterating on product feedback. This is a very new way of working. We're asking people to not get instant gratification. Don't hop on a call. Don't get that answer right away. 
you know, send it as a yak message and somebody will reply in 15, 20 minutes. That breaks a lot of norms of the way people think about collaboration in a company. And that means we have to be very careful about saying, hey, try this. It's different. It's a weird way of working, but I promise it's more productive. And we really want to get that feedback loop. And that's ultimately more important to us right now, especially as a venture-backed company versus a bootstrapped company. If this was fully bootstrapped and we had to build out a huge team, there'd be no other money coming into the company we would have to be forcing a lot of paid upgrades. Mm-hmm. Right now, though, because of the fact that we have investors, we're looking at getting kind of mass adoption before chasing those paid plans. Yeah. Uh, growth is really going to be this, the kind of focus going into Q1 of next year, though. How many are paid personally? They put out a credit card, they're paying for a seat. Yeah, so about 10% of our teams are paid, okay. um, which is great for having zero actual paywall that hits them. They're just so does, is that, is, is that effectively 30 teams and about 1,000 seats are actually paid between three and five a month? Yeah, there you go. That's great. And so what would you like to see in terms of growth year over year? If we do this interview in a year, what do you hope those numbers are? Yeah, so I'd like to see team sizes, like 5Xing. That's really my goal. Obviously, team size... Um, translates directly into a higher monthly rate. Um, but for us, it's really about getting adoption because once you change the way someone is communicating inside their org, they start dropping those other things which are fighting on the balance sheet. Mm. You know, We've even priced this thing specifically around like we assume you will have Slack so we don't be more expensive than Slack. We're going to come right underneath it in terms of a monthly price. We're also thinking about how much Zoom costs and how much all these other tools cost, right? And so as we start to change these habits, we can start messing with pricing a little bit more because we don't have to worry so much about all the other SaaS tools that you pay for. The number one thing that we've heard from teams that have used this is, you know, you get in at, say, a bottoms-down approach and you've got, uh, or a top-down approach, and you've got um, a team lead who is like, this is great, I want to start using it. The number of feedback we've always gotten from them has been, I cannot get my team on another SaaS app. They're going to kill me. Like, I love this, but they're going to kill me if I tell them we have to use another SaaS app. Then you go from bottoms up and you have a group of people that start using it and they go, oh, this is amazing. And then they go pitch it to a team lead. The team lead is always on board. They're like, this is great. I was going to ask you to do it anyway. So we started kind of flipping the script and saying, employees, you will save so much time. You will get off work earlier. You might even get Fridays off, right? All these things to kind of save them time and sanity during their day. Because we know that once we get to the team lead stage, they're fine with it. They're good. So Justin, so let me... really trying let me, to get mass adoption on that like employee level first. Got so it. You can go up the tiers. And upgrade, of course. Yeah, let me... Well, just because we're short on time here, I want to sneak in a bunch of extra questions. You've got about 1,000 people across 30 teams today uh, actively paying for it. Where were you a year ago? 1,000 people, but less? Oh, so, you know, probably about a fourth of that, to be honest, oh, wow. about a year okay. ago. I mean, we, we haven't even hit a year, right? So yeah. March 2019 or March 2020, I bad. March 2020 is when we actually launched this available to everybody. Mm-hmm. It was early access before that. So they weren't even able to, um, you know, get in without like an invite code. So Got March it. 2020, we were actually going to do this at South by Southwest, but then COVID hit and we had to do everything digitally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. So 250 to 1000 today, that's great growth. You're doing a lot of this stuff digitally. Um, churn is obviously critical. You can measure churn from a revenue churn perspective, but also just an act, you know, you used to have X amount active, do they stay active? So yeah. how are you measuring churn right now? And what is it? Yeah, so churn is improving all the time, but probably very awful for us. And we don't measure it on revenue right now. It's definitely on usage. So how do you measure? Um, what is it on usage see, basis? Yeah, so we're seeing it based off of like active users on a daily basis. Um, we definitely have a cliff. Like if you start sending group messages, you you never churn. Like if you're a group messenger, for some reason, that's like a huge sticking point and you just start to stay with the product. 
If you've never sent like a group message, we definitely see you churn early. So a lot of what we're doing right now is kind of like optimizing in funnel stuff as soon as you get in, like introducing them into the concept of group messaging. Here's a channel. Here's how you create one. Here's how you invite more people. And there's so much that we need to do to improve on that. Um, like I said, it's a weird concept. It's a different way of working. So if you don't introduce these concepts early on, um, we, we see people turn really fast. And mm -hmm. so what we're working on is that like first impression. How do we tell you of a new connection? How do we tell you're in a new group? How do we prompt you to send a message into that group? How do we create those kind of sticky moments early on? Justin, what's the team size today? Yeah, so we're seven full time. How many engineers? Uh, a couple contractors. Uh, so we've got four engineers. And how, any quota carrying sales reps? Uh, no, uh, okay. we're all kind of engineering and design right now. A um, little bit of marketing thrown in there. So besides uh, besides our next hire, besides product hunt, how are you getting users? Um, a lot of it's really organic. Um, we we're very fortunate to be top of mind. So when audio, but can you Justin? Can you up, quantify this though? To me, this strikes me as a product where you should be m like crazy tracking barrel coefficient and optimizing for getting up to you know one point one, one point two. Are yeah. you guys tracking this sort of stuff? No, and that's definitely a downfall in terms of kind of like inter-app virality. And mm -hmm. that's something that's definitely going to be a huge focus for us this year. Um, you know, we've been fortunate to have that top of mind behavior. So we're being referred from other users saying, hey, I've heard about this. We really need that to come from our own existing users. Hey, I'm using this, right? Like this is what you should be using. And that's definitely something we need to work on in terms of giving users easy ways to kind of invite people into the platform. And we're doing that, um, you know, a lot with like, uh, public groups that you can invite people to. You now have yak.com profile pages that you can paste places. So a lot of what we're working on is kind of that inter-app virality. Mm -hmm. Got it. And talk to me about funding. You've raised capital. How much? Yeah, so we raised a little bit under 2.2 to date. Um, we uh, hopefully will have a new uh, funding announcement very soon here um, as we kind of go into Series A. That's great. What are you targeting in the Series A? Like, Is there a target amount you want to raise? Yeah, so we're we're working around kind of an eight million dollar number. Um, mm -hmm. We're remote. We're based in Florida. You know, we can do a lot with a little, and so eight million gets us, you know, quite a long way. Yep. And what? Um, obviously, this is a very sensitive thing. You have to negotiate it. But generally speaking, what sort of valuation are you going to try and get to if you do raise eight? You don't want to get over diluted. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we're you know small startup with you know no pedigree, and so valuation's always been something we're super sensitive about. Um, you know, as we've gone through these funding processes, that's actually been kind of the number one thing we've had to, you know, fight for. Um, Industry-wise, we're doing really well in terms of like other audio startups, other remote startups that are raising kind of like the 30-40 range. And so we're targeting somewhere kind of south right underneath that. Okay. Um, just kind of given size and current traction. So maybe like 25 to $30 million pre-money? Yeah. And are you guys, I mean, I don't think you're past, I'm just doing math, a thousand customers at five bucks a seat on the high end, because some of them are at three bucks a seat would be yeah. about $600,000 run rate today. I mean, can you break a million dollar run rate in the next quarter or two? You know, it's really the goal for this year is to hit the million ARR. Um, mm -hmm. That's what we're kind of aiming for this like first two quarters is to start, um, you know, working towards that goal. Like I said, it's not really been our, um, you know, our focus right now. We're really looking at user adoption over ARR. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, growth is kind of the North Star right now is how many users can we get on this platform? And where are you at right before we wrap up? What are you adding today in terms of total new users? Uh, so we add a um, couple hundred um, every week right now. A couple hundred Depends a week. on kind okay. of the day and news cycles. Yep. Very cool. Well, come back on in a year, man. Give us an update. Let us know how, how, how much you're growing. And again, I am a 
Yeah. I can even show people a screenshot. I am a I am a power user, still getting addicted to the desktop app, but loving the the mobile app. It's so much easier to use, and and um, I can't wait to be able to pull notes out of it via transcriptions. I think that's going to be a big thing. Yeah, try the Zapier Zap. It's really cool. Okay. You can definitely pull transcripts out, make blogs out of them, all kinds of great stuff. I love that. Let's wrap up, Justin, with the famous five. Number one favorite business book. Ooh, um, I love Rework um, by Jason Fried. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, you know, I really like uh, the guys at Webflow. I'm a big fan of the way that they ship and the products that they're putting out. So I, I love Vlad and everything that they're doing there. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Yak? Ooh, um, Webflow is huge. Uh, the first version of Webflow was actually built in... Uh, the first version of Yak was actually built in Webflow and they exported out. All of our websites done in Webflow. So that's huge for us. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to stick with that. Number three, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, you know, it's getting better. Um, I have two foster kids now. And so oh, that's uh, totally thrown off my personal life. But I'm looking at like six or seven. That's not bad. And are you married? I am, yes. Okay, married, two kids. And how old are you? Uh, so I just turned 30. Yeah, congratulations. A big 3-0. Yeah, Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, I wish that I had started coding earlier. Um, I can code. I don't like to. But I definitely wish that I'd invested in it earlier so that I could uh, just kind of crank things out on my own without having to ask a developer for help. Justin, last question I meant to ask this. Is So Friendly the agency on the cap table of Yak? Nope. No, no affiliation other than the team seamlessly Came moved from. over to the uh, startup. So is So Friendly shut down is it, or is it still doing agency it's revenue? It's still its own thing. So So Friendly owns Newton. And that's about the only thing it does right now is just owns Newton. It does a couple design contracts a year just to you know help out other startups. Yep. Um, but uh, outside of that, the team has fully moved over to Yak and we just kind of let it sit there and um, gather clout. Guys, there you have it. Yak.com, asynchronous audio communication launched back in 2018. They've now got about a thousand folks actually paying seats across 30 uh, custom, uh, companies. But really what they're target- targeting is just growth, usage-based growth, adding a couple hundred new folks every single week. They've got over 10,000 users on the platform on 300 teams. Users is defined as active at least once every other day. They've raised about 2.5 million bucks, 2.2 million to keep growing this. They have another funding announcement coming up here shortly. Stay tuned. Justin, thanks for taking us to the top. Hey, thanks, man.